1: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Time
3: to shut the universities down. That's it. Get out. Take your ivy with you. It's one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing.
0: But first, this. A French court has ruled you do not have to be fun at work. I was following this case. (laughs) A man who was fired by a consulting firm in Paris for failing to be fun, in quotes, and participating in work events that involved excessive alcoholism and promiscuity. This guy sounds like a... not the sort of person I want around him. Uh, Was wrongfully dismissed, France's highest court ruled. So this guy said he didn't want to uh, participate in various weekend excursions and things that they did there at the company. The company said he had to, to be part of the team, and fired him, and he sued and said there was excessive alcoholism and promiscuity, and he didn't want to go. Hmm. So the court ruled, you do not have to be fun at work. You can work there and be no fun. If he had said, I don't want to go because I don't really like talking to these people, I'm kind of an introvert, I hate this sort of thing. I would have been on his side. But the whole, there's too much drinking and like flirting and some people hook up with each other. Ah, get out of here. Go work somewhere else.
3: So he's got to come out with you and and party? Is Is that your world or? Otherwise, he's fired and his family starves, his no, children no, the, forced well, to the court ruled, the court sell their ruled, labor for pennies.
0: The court ruled that he doesn't have to do that, but I'm just well, saying. Sounds I wish like he, you're taking the opposing view. I just wish his complaint hadn't been what it was. You want his wife forced into
3: prostitution? His...
0: No, I think his, his complaint should be, I don't like these people. The last thing I want to <laughs> do on a Friday at 5 o'clock is sit at the TGI Fridays with that guy over there
3: right you think there's a better argument <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly i don't like these people not they right? get I drunk put up with them because they pay me
0: like they, they get drunk and they end up kissing it. i hate it don't shut up
3: mm, mm, again the child's the wife et sarah <laughs> um well then don't go out with those people
4: i'm Saleya mosin and i've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the united states
2: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. All right, so uh, we were talking about this during the show and we ran out of time, but I just wanted to finish uh, a discussion and then move on to something amusing. Uh, this uh, editorial in the Harvard Crimson by one of their student editors, a young woman who's far sharper than I was at her age, um, probably sharper than I am now, come to think of it, but she's talking about how Harvard... <laughs> Harvard has over $53 billion in the bank. $53
0: billion. That's amazing. That 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 that's yeah, just incredible.
3: Yale has over 42 billion, Princeton has over 37 billion, and they're all uh, you know not for profits. They're charitable institutions theoretically. And so and she goes into the history of that uh, tax status, but Uh, She asked, this status makes uh, Harvard is one of the world's most preeminent universities. Surely it has used its billions of dollars of accumulated wealth to primarily invest in its educational programs, to build an unparalleled roster of top professors, to expand offerings to students and reduce class sizes. Right. Wrong. Harvard has instead filled its halls with administrators. As we mentioned on the show, for every academic employee, Which includes, you know, uh, the grad student lecturers, paper graders, whatever. For every, uh, uh, let's see, what's the the term again? Uh, For every academic employee, there are one and a half administrators. One and a half administrators for every one academic employee. How can you possibly justify that? If you consider only professors, the ratio is three to one. Three-to-one administrators to teachers. That's uh, That's got to be part of the iron
0: law of bureaucracy, though, right? You just mm-hmm. That just always happens. You have to rein it in. It's like Elon, taking over Twitter, said there seem to be 10, um, whatever he called them, for every person actually doing any work. Yeah, yeah. 10, when, 10, 10, it,
3: so, some sort of managers. Right. Harvard employs 7,024 total full-time administrators, which is only slightly fewer than the undergraduate population. I mean, it's like a prison with a thousand inmates and a thousand fifty guards. The What's undergrad going on?
0: class in Harvard is seven hundred some people.
3: 7,000? 7, 7000 some people. Yeah, okay. I don't actually know. She says slightly fewer than the other undergrad population. Okay. I don't, I don't know what that figure is. But what do they all do? Um, and then she says, "Yeah, certain administrators are fine, but uh, we rush through this part." Last December, all Faculty of Arts and Sciences affiliates, that's FAS, received an email from Dean Claudine Gay announcing the final report of the FAS Task Force on Visual Culture and Signage, a task force itself created by recommendations of the Presidential Task Force on Inclusion and Belonging. Now, I have never, well, I had never heard of visual culture and signage.
0: What the hell does that mean?
3: As far as I can tell, it's an incredibly nitpicky subset of critical theory saying that uh, that the picture of the one dude who has pants on. Then there's a lady who appears to have a skirt on to show you what bathroom is what that's uh, that's sexist and it's insensitive to many cultures and probably racist. So it looks for racism and bigotry in signage. If you can believe that. So uh, let's see. So the task force was created by this other task force. This task force was composed of 24 members, six students, nine faculty members, and nine administrators. The task force produced a 26-page report divided into seven sections based upon a survey, focus groups, and 15 separate meetings with over 500 people total. The report dedicated seven pages to its recommendations, which ranged from clarify institutional authority over FAS visual culture and signage... to create a dynamic program of public art in the FAS. In response to these recommendations, Dean Gay announced the creation of a new administrative post, the FAS Campus Curator, and a new committee, the FAS Standing Committee on Visual Culture and Signage.
0: What's amazing is that there are people, I'm thinking of the students more than the adults, that were willing to dedicate, I'm thinking a lot of, like, Eye-blurring time to these meetings and writing this report. And then when they're done, they feel like they've made the world a better place somehow. That's just amazing.
3: And I think it's worth looking back at the the task force appointed by the task force. Six (laughs) students, nine faculty members, and nine administrators. Seems like enough. So as many paper pushers as teachers or students, which is crazy. So anyway, uh, they created a new standing uh, committee, blah, blah, blah. Regardless of your stance on the goal of fostering a more inclusive visual culture... He pauses to make a face. The procedural absurdity is clear. A presidential task force led to the creation of an FAS task force, which, after expending significant time, effort, and resources, led to the creation of a single administrative job in a committee with almost the exact name as the second task force. I challenge anyone other than the task force members themselves to identify the value created for a single Harvard student's educational experience. And such a ridiculous process may seem relatively harmless, but the aggregation of these frivolous bureaucratic time and money wasters may have made college as outrageously expensive as it is. In nineteen eighty six, Harvard's tuition was ten thousand two hundred and sixty-six dollars. Really? Adjusted for inflation. Adjusted for inflation, twenty seven twenty-eight thousand dollars. That's what it costs to
0: go to the college near my house now.
3: Twenty-eight thousand dollars. Today, Harvard's tuition is $53,000, representing an 89% increase in real cost. The Harvard education is certainly not 89% better than it was 36 short years ago, nor is it 89% more difficult to provide. Rather, the increased cost seems to lie within the administration and its tendency to solve problems I would jump in and say, or imaginary problems by hiring even more administrators. In a 25-year time span within the same window, American colleges added over 500,000 administrators at a hiring rate double that of faculty.
0: If anything, it's cheaper to provide education now.
3: And it almost doubled. Oh, vastly cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, that is something. 500,000 College administrators hired twice as many as faculty.
0: I don't want to get off on the whole why does college cost so much topic for another day, uh, but um, I was listening to some people break this down for uh, an article they were writing, and a phrase stuck out to me, reminded me of healthcare. Why is healthcare so expensive? It's so complicated. There's so many layers to it, it's almost impossible to unwind it. And we really liked what uh, Stephen Brill told us, that the government's involved where they shouldn't be, and not involved where they should be. Um, Right. Nobody knows what healthcare should cost, because there are so many layers of everything you don't really know. And that's the way education is now, with all the advances Mm -hmm. in technology and this and that. Nobody has any idea, if you stripped all this crap out, the... The whole loan world, which is, you know, obviously inflated the price just because the money's available and just everything. Else. Nobody has any idea if you stripped all that stuff out, what education would cost at this point.
3: Or if you stripped out the luxury dorms and yeah. uh, luxury uh, recreational opportunities for the kids. Now, a certain amount of that you want. You don't want them in a gulag and you they need to be yeah, able to there's exercise there's no and have worry some fun now and again.
0: There's no worry of that.
3: Well, no, but I'm saying if you were to strip it down and rebuild it, you'd add in some of that stuff, but you'd never add in all of it. It's absurd. It's obscene. It is. Anyway, it reminded me of the random university administration job title generator, which has amused me so much. Um, And what's truly amusing about this is these fake uh, titles are indistinguishable from real titles. So you click on it, and uh, it offers me a job as the assistant provost for interdepartmental technology of the Committee on Investor Communications. <laughs> Pays $405,000. <000. laughs> click here if this position is not prestigious enough for you. So I'll click. I'm sorry. It's not working. <laughs> it is shut down. <laughs> hmm. Uh, I, although this is kind of funny, the note for that is, uh, duh, 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 I insist we form a committee to investigate whether the website, University Title Generator, constitutes unacceptable bait speech. Um, okay, where the hell did it go? It was already and then it, it screwed up.
0: But the point remains, you can take just a bunch of random words and throw them together, call the title, and you can't tell the difference between that and the actual titles they have.
3: Well, right, and these people all make six figures, all of them. Sure. I mean, we, at one point we got into... Um,
0: and probably get a pension when they finally retire? Can't be yeah, fired hardly for any reason?
3: Yeah, it was uh, the percentage of uh, the payroll of all universities that's spent on administrators. I mean, because when you get into the the actual amount of money spent, it's it's shocking and horrifying.
0: You can't fire these people, um, and there's no way of knowing if they're doing a good job. Nobody's checking, and even if you were checking, how would you tell if they were doing a good job or not?
3: Associate Chancellor of the Office of Community Services. There you go. That sounds like a Principal, real thing. Principal Deputy Executive for Internal Technology for the Committee on Employee Technology.
0: Oh, good. Associate
3: Executive for the Committee on Academic Compliance.
0: Oh, I didn't realize you'd gotten that position. Congratulations. How's <laughs> it going?
3: Pretty well. What's your title again? Associate ex- Executive uh, for the Committee on Academic Compliance. What do you do? Well, I mostly execute plans to ensure academic compliance. Oh, they say, <laughs> eyes glazing over, looking for somebody else they can talk to at the cocktail party. And they make more money than you. Yeah. That person. Yeah. And they, they don't even know what they do. <laughs> they don't need to. Right. They just right. need to know what to a park. scam. It's a scam. <laughs> well...